Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to The Instruments Show. I'm John Coxon. Martin Alexis couldn't be with us this month, but I do have my guest, the drummer Charles Hayward. Welcome, Charles. Uh, we're going to talk about drums. Um, let's start with Tony Williams, the drummer's drummer. Amazing. Uh, it's um, uh, Anthony Williams, Tony Williams, the great Tony Williams, aged 18 on uh, the first track on Out to Lunch um, by Eric Dolphy. Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Eric Dolphy on alto sax flute, well, bass clarinet in that case. Bobby Hutchison on vibes, Richard Davis on bass. Charles. Hi. Um, so, uh, Tony Williams, I mean, a genius, right? I mean... Uh, yeah, pushing it. Uh, Miles Davis said that a drummer like him comes around once every 30 years, if that. Um, well, I was reading the other day that he never practised. Do you think that's possible? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's true he never practised. I don't either. I mean, I, I wonder, wonder where that rumour came from. I mean... Uh, um, I, I know he had a whole sort of formula for warming up and all that stuff, so... Yeah, that I mean... That usually means he's got some sort of practice thing going. I guess if you played if you played all those kind of jazz gigs and you were playing, you know, eight eight gigs a week or whatever... Well, then you then don't that, need practice. You, yeah, that is practice, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also made me think about time, you know? <coughs> um, have you seen that Ginger Baker documentary... Uh, I've yeah. tried to avoid it, but have I've you, seen bits you, and pieces. Okay. Yeah. Well, he talk, he t- in it, he talks about having time. I mean, do you believe in having time? Do you think it's a, like, is there a genetic thing? It just seems a bit weird to me, the idea of somebody have, being born with time, you know. I mean, surely you've all got time, and it's a question of nurturing it. I mean, what Yeah, do you think? and it's also a question of hearing where that is inside the structure of the music, you know, just being able to accept that even though you might not have the pulse being stated, it's there and being able to find that and feel that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've been thinking about this a lot, really. It's sort of like how to develop time, if you know what I mean, and how to sort of finesse it and sort of work on it. Yeah. And it's a lot to do with what's going on in your head, really. Well, I mean, I remember reading an interview with you once, or did I hear you in an interview once talking about walking? I mean, everyone walks in a regular... I mean, yeah. it's pretty precise. The the re- yeah. dun dun yeah. dun 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 dun. I mean, yeah. it's quite a fast walk. But, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you're just singing uh, you know, Dolphy there. Yeah, no, walking is, and even when it has a, 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 a the, the occasional beat that's just a, a, ahead or behind, it's yeah. sort of an organic thing, and it's actually got that underneath it. Yeah, it's still yeah. got that. Usually, got that pulse underneath it. I mean, what? I use walking as a way of practicing. When I'm practicing, I'm counting. And what you're thinking in your head? Are I'm you... thinking in sevens, and I'm thinking I'm dividing right. the walk up into fours yeah. or sixes, and yeah, and then I'm making that into groups of shapes, and then I'm counting against the walk. The walk's not on the one; it's in between. Yeah. The, all that stuff, <laughs> and I'm thinking that all the time. And I'm yeah. so well. I mean, I guess as a drummer, then uh, I mean it's. Drumming and rhythm is with you all the time, isn't it? I mean, I guess, and 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 for a lot of people, it's not. They're not thinking about it in the same terms because they're not drummers. Um, but anyway, um, uh, on the subject of Ginger Baker, <laughs> uh, I I um, I have I was going to play uh, uh, this track, which is Ginger Baker with 
the great Tony Allen playing with Fela Kuti from, uh-huh. uh, I think it's from 1970 or 1969. So they're both on this? They're both on this All together, right. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Played, you didn't play with Palmer. Did you know her? Uh, no, I never had the pleasure of meeting her. I think, didn't you... Uh, she she then joined the Raincoats, didn't she? For uh, briefly. Well, she's on the first Raincoats album. Yeah, and then the, the, I'm going to play something now from the second Raincoats album, which right. is uh, you playing on it. Um, yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a track called uh, Family Treat. The raincoats there with our guest Charles Hayward on drums. Um, you'll forgive me for regaling you with your past, but um, I, I barely was... remember making that one. Really, it's interesting. I mean, I'm interested in that record because I remember you told me that you played the drums after the event, so after the recording of the sort of music, so to speak, the the the, the, the um, tonal music. <laughs> you, of course, drums can be tonal as well. But uh, after the, you, know, you then added percussion and drums, and that must have been very hard to Not do. Not on everything, but on some things. Yeah. I think you did three tracks, didn't you, as far as my... Oh, I can't... Baby Song. Go Away. Go Away is the sort of famous one, isn't it? That one. Yeah. But I mean, but you egg on a plate or something. There, maybe there's another one. But I mean, um, didn't Robert Wyatt play something on that album as well? Yeah, yeah. And somebody else. There's a third drum, wasn't there? Uh, there's a, a woman called Ingrid Vice. She's, right. she's on Shouting Out Loud. All right. That's, I love that. Oh, I love that track as well, actually. But you barely remember. I was going to ask you what it's like to do it, but if you barely I, I, remember I, I, it. I'm listening to it. It's, it's hardly me, but I think there's the bass drum. It's yeah. basically, I, I remember the, the thing about the, the tempo jumps. Well, the tempo goes all, it's very elastic. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was what we... How can you play on something which has an elastic... No, I was in there when, they, when we recorded those things. Oh, right, so, so this isn't after the event. I'm, no, I was wrong that, there, okay. Yeah. No, okay. I, I can't remember. What, there might have been a couple of tracks that were... That because were that like sounds painting. very much like you're all playing together. Right. And I was thinking, that, I mean, if you were playing drums after the event, so yeah. to speak, that would have been a kind of... Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It's it's a sort of nightmare. It's very difficult to do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because the, because the music's telling you, well, giving you the metrical information, whereas you're supposed to be giving the music the metrical. Well, to a certain extent. I mean, to yeah, an extent. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's give and take, isn't yeah, there? But, yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's listen to a bit more music. Um, I was listening to this the other day. This is uh, Susie Ibarra. Uh-huh. Um, I guess she's thought of as a New Yorker, but I think she grew up in California. Um, with uh, I think her parents were Philipp- from the Philippines. Uh, this is a duo from her Sadik album. Um, uh, where is it? I've got it written here. Uh, for a Sadik album, Folklorico it's called. Um, it's a duo with Robert Rodriguez. Um, and uh, here we go. It's called Anitos. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's uh, Susie Ibarra um, with uh, Robert Rodriguez. We were trying to work out what the instruments were there. Um, Charles, you were saying that you thought it was a hand drums at the beginning, and yeah, then swapped they just to moved into a second half. Didn't yeah, they? there's two two bits, and then the, the kind of woodblock sounding instrument we think might be from her parents' native Philippines. Right. I don't know, something like that. But um, a lovely chat. I really like that. Um, um, and here is a special request. Um, I was speaking with Charles <laughs> this afternoon, um, uh, and he was talking about you. Were talking about about uh, when you were ten or eleven years old, hearing this track. And being obsessed with a, a certain bit of it. Well, uh, let's talk about that after listening okay. to it. But here we go. Uh, this is Hal Blaine playing with the Crystals. Hal Blaine, the great session drummer, LA session drummer, playing with the Crystals in, uh, I don't know, what, 1964 or something, would you say? Oh, 64, maybe even just something a year like earlier. this. Yep. Anyway, here we go. The crystals there from um, the early 60s. We don't know exactly what date, but um, Charles, you were talking to me about that tom. Yeah, there's a particular tom on there that I just love the sound of. Yeah. And now I realise that it's things like, you know, the cut, the vinyl cut, maybe there's a bit of sort of like right up, banging up against the, the, the edge. Oh, you mean the sound that you were interested in? Yeah. Why, yeah. Were you, why, were you, why did it take It just so, spoke to me, you. this particular sound hit me. It's almost like it relates to the, the idea of harmonics or something or other. That, you know, <laughs> that, that sound hit my chest in a yeah. particular way. And, and where did you hear it? I mean, did you buy that record and play it at home? Or did yeah, you hear I, it on I, the radio? I heard it on the radio and then I went yeah. and bought it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying when you heard River Deep Mountain High, that's Hal Blaine as well, but yeah. playing with Earl Palmer, right, the yeah. two great yeah. LA session yeah. drummers, playing, both playing together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I remember you saying that you had to stop the... Were you in your mum and dad's car or something? Well, my dad... Yeah, yeah, did I tell you that story? Yeah, yeah, you said you had yeah, to stop... Me the, and my brother went sort of into a sort of hysterical freak-out. It was just, like, it's so an intense. And, record. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, absolutely... And my dad uh, tried to stop us from, you know, calm us down, but it, we, we couldn't, so we had to, he had to park up and sort of... He couldn't drive with us, with us, with us freaking out like we were. Because it was such an amazing... But when the first time you hear that, I mean, you've lost that loving feeling. It's got a, a really big vibe on it as well. But that one is just unbelievable, really. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, um, an amazing track. Um, uh, of course, Hal Blaine played on countless uh, endless tracks. numbers of things. Um, I thought I might play another, an, another yeah, Hal on, Blaine then. track. Um, this is, um, this is um, him playing on, um, in Paris, in fact, recording in Paris. There's, there's, a, there's a clip on YouTube of him actually making this recording, oh, which wow. is beautiful. Um, with Hal, Hal Blaine and drums, uh, 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 Lee Hazelwood from his um, album Love and Other Crimes. Yeah, Love and Other Crimes. Um, here's uh, She Comes Running. This is for baby. When loneliness is knocking at my mind. Happiness is something I can't find. Beautiful, I, I love that. Um, that. So that's Hal Blaine, um, I guess in his 30s by then, like um, late 60s, recording with um, uh, Lee Hazelwood. Um, so the other great Los Angeles session drummer, 
um, Earl Palmer, mm-hmm. the, the great New Orleans drummer who played on, um, again, countless records. Um, one of my favourite recordings of his um, is this. And that's um, Earl Palmer playing with uh, David Axelrod on uh, Song of Innocence, um, the track's Holy Thursday. I always love the sound of the drumming on that, though. Yeah. I, uh, you were saying that you, it wasn't, you weren't keen on it when it, came, when it came out. When the record came out, I remember giving it a bit of a listen and thinking, oh, it's, this is not working for me at all. But I can hear a lot of sort of proto-jazz rock almost in that. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that, I, I love that sort of sort of very sort of controlled sort of se- session playing it sounds like a, it's almost a pejorative term it's a rude yeah. word isn't it saying a session player but I mean he's such a great drummer I mean from from, from the Fats Domino singles to the Little Richard singles to all those kind of like absolutely stone classic records and then later on he's making records like this he's, he's quite a, an extraordinary figure really yeah, isn't he yeah um, and, and one, yeah, one of the greats really I think um, yeah I mean, that's what probably makes a good session player is to be able to sort of have ears that can hear what's needed in all sorts yeah. of different sorts of music. Yeah, we were talking about about um, Hamid Drake. I went to see yeah, um, right. I went to see uh, um, Archie Shep playing at the Barbican uh, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and Hamid Drake was playing uh, with him. And he, he, what a brilliant drummer! I mean, so incredibly dynamic. So o- almost not playing in parts yeah. but but really kind of keeping the yeah. keeping the, the the meter going yeah and you said you saw him recently at cafe otto i, I saw well. him with paul dunmail quince, yeah quince. i wish i'd been to that as well yeah that was absolutely gorgeous i mean paul was like this incredibly beautiful piece of yorkshire granite or something yeah. just like this real yeah. edifice and hamid is too in his own way but hamid's beautiful thing is that he just adapts to what's needed and it's just like and, and no matter what he does, it swings or it rocks that, that or whatever old, that the word old thing, is. swing. Is, 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 you know, the, the space well, between the beats. Well, my whole thing about swing is like jazz people always talk about swing. I always, I always say, well, if you, if, you, if you can't swing, then you shouldn't... I mean, surely all drop, you should be able to swing. If, if, I mean, what does it mean, really? Well, I mean... Is it syncopation, basically? I, mean, I, I think it's it just different musics need to think of it in a different way. Yeah. So they call it a different thing. Yeah. So maybe if they're dividing the beat predominantly into thirds, into triplets, yeah. then you're going to maybe think of it more like a swing. And right. if you're going to do it, divide it into halves and you want it on the offbeat and, and things like that, maybe you're going to use an expression like pocket or something like this. It's just like yeah. different sorts of ways of saying the bounce. That, that would be another way of saying swing. Yeah, bounce. Well, there's a, there's a story, it's, it's, it's isn't there, of, um, of Earl Palmer talking to uh, uh, Carol Kay. Carol Kay being, he was saying, you're out of time. And she said, I'm not out of time. He goes, no, you are. It, it, look, and, and then he, he taught her to play in the spaces between the ticks of a metronome. In the spaces, not on the tocks, the ticks and the tocks, but in the spaces. And she said that's how she really learned how to keep immaculate time. You know. Right. Um, right. But, but, I mean, I mean if, if what you were saying about playing in playing to who you're playing with. I mean, surely if, you, if you're just a chimera who just changes with the wind kind of thing, does, does that... Does that 
I mean, aren't artists like granite? They, they're they're solid. They they don't re- react yeah. to other people. They other people react to them. Yeah. Well, that's why they're session players. <laughs> yeah, or, or they're they're somebody like Hamid, who's not a session player. He's but, not. Yeah. But he he brings his. It's almost like a grain of wood. The yeah. grain on a piece of wood or something yeah. like that. I, I, he brings this unique quality, which is Hamid. Yeah, I mean, and he's also got his character, which shines. So, well, like when he's uh, sitting yeah, behind, yeah. he's a big bloke, Hamid yeah. Drake, and he sits behind the drums. Yeah, and, and he's, he's just, just quite low as well. Yeah. Um, it was a bit uh, like we were talking about Pat Thomas a minute ago. I mean, Pat Thomas just radiates a kind of a, a kind of personality. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a kind of charisma, isn't yeah. it? An effortless kind of just being yeah. there. Well, Hamid's dancing while he's playing as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. Yeah, he's sort of inhabiting the music completely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just think he's probably at the moment like the greatest the, one, the, the one that's doing the most interesting stuff. Really. Well, I I think that's probably um um argu- arguable. I think it's yeah, a, it's, uh, it's of course good, it's arguable. You know, it's n- not true. There's never the fastest uh, of course, gun. Of course, but no, but, I know the first but, gun but, in the way. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, but he's just really doing stuff that's really worthwhile. Yeah, he's a great drummer. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to say I haven't brought any um Hammy Drake. I should have uh, brought recordings. the Brotsman record I've got with him. That's the first time I ever heard Hammond was right. with, with just with Brotsman. Yeah, it scared the life out of me. Because yeah, really no. w- partly what it did to, to Brotsman, yeah. you know, it made Brotsman become much more... Well, isn't there a famous uh, trio with with um, William Parker, Peter uh, Peter Brotsman, and Hamid Drake, which is like pff, uh, unbelievable, like from uh, like fifteen years ago or something right. in Germany. Right, I remember hearing that. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, yep. So we're still with the session players. My favourite session player, uh, um, one of my favourite session players, um, um, is this guy. That's um, Roger Hawkins playing with the Staple Singers there, and we're all nodding our heads in the studio here. And I was just thinking, a great drummer will make you move, won't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, uh, you know. That, that's the head nodding. Everyone's just nodding. You can't not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love I love Roger Hawkins, and um, he played on a lot of the early kind of um, I suppose soul R and B um, records from Fame, and then. Uh, of course, the famous Aretha Franklin records, um, including the, f- the very first session, and then he played on pl- um, records like Rock Steady, you know. And of course, um, with the Staple Singers there. Um, um, you listen to Soho Radio. This is the Instrument Show with me, John Coxon, and my guest here, Charles Hayward. Hi. Um, uh, we're going to play another uh, record with Roger Hawkins playing. Um, a- another favourite favourite of mine. Um, this is uh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson there from the album Phases and Stages with um, the great Roger Hawkins on drums. <laughs> um, that record was given to me as a present by Alexis Taylor, who's um, our co-host, but who isn't here tonight, sadly. But he'll be there next month. Uh, we were just talking about the nuances of that 
performance, how great it was. Fantastic. Um, I was reminded that we can, you can catch up on, on this show and, and all other Soho radio shows on Mixcloud um, at your leisure. Um, another great drummer. <laughs> That's what it's about. Here we go. Uh, the great Stevie Wonder there, nah. playing every instrument on that, yeah. not just the drums. Of course, that's the thing, isn't it, that he's syncopating himself with himself, you know, he's playing the yeah, drums and he knows exactly... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. And also, he's maybe not his first instrument, his drums. Yeah. And I love it when a, a guy of the intensity of someone like him, yeah, yeah. who sort of brings himself and there's bits which aren't quite as strong as or, or orthodoxly well, strong because it, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's on the the oh, beat it's or, amazing it's, it, i mean but it's about orthodoxy isn't it? i mean uh he doesn't play like a drummer no is what you're that's, saying. that's what i'm you know, saying i mean that's he's playing saying. bang in time but he's not yeah, playing yeah. like someone who plays drums every yeah, single day exactly, for a living that's exactly what yeah. i'm talking about yeah. Yeah. yeah and 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 he's a great artist yeah. and he's playing his own songs yeah, exactly, which are exactly uh, which are great pieces yeah, in themselves and so he's kind of serving the song and his artistry in a way that a drummer Maybe he wouldn't be able yeah, to. Yeah, and, and the, the funk is maybe more in the, in the, uh, in the bottom end synth yeah. part or yeah. whatever. It, it's, it's distributed out in a different way. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely astounding stuff, yeah. And yeah. um, well, here's another um, Motown great artist, Marvin Gaye, who's also a, a, an extraordinary drummer. Um, this is uh, T Plays It Cool from Trouble Man. Marvin Gaye there with T Plays It Cool from the soundtrack to Trouble Man. Um, he plays all the instruments on that. Except for the saxophone. Except for the saxophone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, uh, Charles was saying, <laughs> we were saying it's like almost like a loop. And I was saying, yeah, that's, that's the artistry in him. He, he's, he's like, uh, he knows what it needs. It's his film soundtrack. He just wants to do the same thing over and over again. And Charles was saying, I'm getting a bit fed up with that loop. Well, I, and Charles no, I is a drummer. So, uh, no, I'm not fed up of it, but maybe do something uh, slightly do, different. Do what we, well, just not play it a couple of times. Just play the groove through where, they, where he's playing yeah, that thing. Exactly, but, but that's a drummer speaking, you see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you're an artist as well, Charles, but I mean, I'm just saying that... that <laughs> and the, I don't look the, back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but... Uh, when Charles and I were a little bit younger, we made some recordings um, about five years ago, is it? And uh, we oh, made I some. I think it's just a bit more than that. Is it a bit more than that? Anyway, we made some loops ourselves, um, um, and here's a compilation of some of them. With um, uh, we have um, Alexis Taylor on keyboards, Pat Thomas on keyboards, myself on guitar, Charles Hayward on drums. Yep. I mean, they're, they're recorded onto two two-tracks, aren't they? Yeah, they uh, record onto two-track. 
two track and then bounced onto the second two yeah, track. Yeah, and as I understand it, they they would often you they the the the, the original two track, they then play that through again several times with different overdub clusters. Right. So that you get the impression of something that's much more like a, a, a 16 a track. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and then Holger would edit on the beat and yeah. you'd go from one texture to another texture. Yeah. And because Jack Lieb is such a sort of steady, like, you, you know, if he's playing at a particular velocity, he's not going to change that velocity. He's capable of te- keeping that really solid. So the, so the edits would be like really smooth. Yeah, and then when the drum machine came along and he made good friends with the drum machine, yeah. as opposed to thinking of it as an enemy. Well, that's yeah. Well, that, we're, we're uh, going to go into that actually. But um, f- uh, first of all, we're going to play this D'Angelo track. This is a, a request from Charles as well, kind of. Yeah. We were talking about it before. This is a thousand deaths from um, the album Black, Black Messiah. Messiah. There's quite a few New Orleans drummers we've mentioned. Earl Palmer's from New Orleans. Yeah. Ziggler's from, from New Orleans. Um, who else is from New Orleans? <laughs> there's, there's a few. There's a few. Well, um, I'm Don Moy is from New Orleans, although we haven't played a Don Moy track. Um, I, I enjoy Stanton Moore's drumming, although I don't enjoy the music he's inside. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, he's got some insights from that whole second line thing. Going. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the, the, the second line thing is you've got people marching, like we were talking about walking before, and you're playing in between. Yeah. So, so if you're a drummer in a band, you're playing in between, and there's so much space in those metres, yeah. of course, and I guess that's where that comes from, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, uh, and we th- and then we played um, a thousand deaths from um, um, from, from Black, Black Messiah, Messiah yeah. um, the D'Angelo record. We were talking about it while it was playing. What a dense, extraordinary record! It's an amazing record, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite shocked by it because I, I bought it at the time it came out, and yeah. it was it was speaking about things that were happening at the time. Yeah. But, um, what you mean, American uh, uh, racial politics? Uh, black matter, yeah. uh, Black Lives Matter, and all yeah, that—that yeah, yeah. whole thing—and and it's still relevant, of course. But it's it's no longer completely allied to that sort of social, uh, you know, collective event. Yeah. And it's standing there as itself, and it's like, my goodness, this is a really radical record. Yeah, it's a ma- it's a major record. Yeah. Um, um, Questlove plays drums on that. We're talking about. We're, we're yep. supposed to be talking about the drummers, aren't we? Well, Questlove plays the drums on that. The, um, the other drummer on that is you were mentioning. Who's the well, other there's two on? other drummers. I think. Oh, I think there's Chris Davis on it as well. And Gadsden. And James Gadsden. Yeah. Gadsden. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's like almost a um, a a, a, a a sort of mark of the, of the intensity of the record is that those three drummers are on this record. Yeah. Yeah. It's to, he chose to work with those three drummers, you know. It's yeah. just like they're all, all very distinct voices and all really, really special. Well, and, and there's a riot going on, you could argue, is similar. I mean, it came, you know, after the hippie uh, sort of inflorescence in the middle of the 60s, and then suddenly there's this... And, and they're doing all these kind of, like, let's all get together, black and white, in the same band, da, da, da. and then suddenly you've got this dark, introverted, cocaine... Sort of paranoia record with drum machines, and Greg Erico playing on top of the drum machine. I mean, it's a very, um, it's a very strange record. Yeah, but be absolutely beautiful. And that one, Space Cowboy, with a sort of strange 
sort of yodeling, y- yodeling and distorted vocals. It's yeah. like he's got the microphone in his mouth. When he yeah, sings. which reminds me again of the D'Angelo record. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of d- dense and 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 introverted. The uh, thing about um, Greg Erico is that he yeah. he he used his bottom hi hat symbol on the top and his top hi hat symbol on the bottom. Is that right? So <laughs> yeah. instead of, instead of going, it yeah. goes. Trsh, Really? It's just got this sort of backward effect going on. Well, I wish I had known it before I listened to that (laughs) and I could have listened out for it. Um, That's a nerd thing. That is a nerd thing. That's a proper drum thing. Um, You were asking me uh, when when we were having um, a a cup of coffee before this show, you were asking me if I had any Sly uh, and Robbie. Well, uh, I bought uh, um, an album called Shalom Dub. Okay, uh, which has um, it was just Santa, I think, playing drums. Okay, Carl- Carlton Santa, uh, with Robbie Shakespeare on bass. Um, uh, which track is this? Um, one, two, three, four. It's uh, I think it's Country Boy Dub. Okay, it's a fantastic record on, on Click Records. Uh, Shalom Dub. Thanks for listening um, to the Instrument Show with me, John Coxon, and Charles Hayward over there. Thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. It's been interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. And um, we'll see you next month. Um, I guess next month we'll be looking at maybe the bass guitar, maybe the guitar, maybe piano. We'll see. Oh, God. The devil's instruments. You're listening to Soho Radio. Soho Radio. Soho Radio. You're listening to Soho Radio. Soho Radio. Soho Radio. Soho Radio. Soho Radio. Soho Radio.